Welcome back to the Confidence Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bailey. Today, we have an incredible guest joining us. His name is Steve, Stevie G, and your surname is something that I really want to pronounce correctly. (laughs) I have a massive thing about getting people's names right, and I should have actually asked you this off air first. Can you pronounce it for us, please, so I can get it right? Absolutely. It's a Spanish name, and so just going forward, when you see two L's together in Spanish, it's always pronounced as a Y. Yes. So, Gallegos. Gallegos. I should have known yes. that because I've lived in Mallorca, one of the Balearic Islands of Spain, since 2011. Ah, very <laughs> nice. Very nice. Well, thank, thank you for asking. I, I do appreciate you being aware of it and conscious because it is important to me and, and, to, and to a lot of people. So that says a lot about you. So thank you. Oh, no, my pleasure. And, you know, names are us. You know, they are a part of us and our identity. And I think it's very important to get someone's name right, to remember it, to pronounce it correctly, and to also use it when you're having a conversation. Like, it makes you feel special when somebody says your name, doesn't it? And because they recognize you and they 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 know you're there, right? It's not yeah. that they're just having a, a conversation. They could have this conversation with 100 people, the same conversation. But when they use your name in the conversation, like, you know, uh, then it 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 just impacts you and it lets you know that, hey, they're here talking to me today. So thank you, Natalie. No, you're welcome, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Could you give the listeners an introduction to yourself, who you are, where you're based in the world and what it is that you do? Oh, my gosh. Where do I start? I mean, there's just so much to cover. Um, but I'm located in beautiful Denver, Colorado, and currently I serve as the president of the Voices of Impact Awards, which is a uh, a beautiful, um, it's an annual event, Natalie, and we created this in order to give everyday people um, an opportunity to share their story, or if they're a songwriter, they can share their original song that will inspire humanity. And having had the privilege of speaking on stages all over the world and on radio shows and podcasts and sharing my story, I always get people coming up to me and saying, Steve, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm so inspired and motivated and rah, rah, rah. And I say, you know what? Thank you. But you have an incredible story too. I'm pretty sure you should share it. Mm -hmm. And then after saying this to so many people for so long, I realized that there's no legitimate place for the everyday person to go and share their story that's safe and supportive. And so we created it. And so uh, we're looking for 10 finalists uh, to share their story on stage, kind of like American Idol style with judging panel and a live audience. And uh, the grand prize winner is going to get $20,000 in cash from me. I'm writing the check. Uh, All the finalists get cash prizes. Somebody's going to win a book contract. Um, It's a whole lot of fun. So that's what we're doing right now. And before that, I was a... U.S. Marine, a law enforcement officer. I'm, I'm a trial attorney. I'm still a trial attorney. I've been an international speaker and author specializing in communications and uh, self-mastery. I'm absolutely fascinated by your story and what you put together. So um, I feel very honored to have you as a guest on the podcast and helping others to have voice and to give their story meaning. And what inspired you to create the Voices of Impact Awards? Well, like I said, it was, I got tired of, you know, people always praising me for my story and me recognizing that we all have a story. Mm. And the only place for people to share their story really is on social media. But number one, it's so busy. It's so noisy there. Nobody's paying attention. Maybe your mom and dad and maybe your cat, right? Um, (laughs) Uh, pay attention to what you say. But, but Natalie, I think that you recognize that there's so much frustration in the world today. People are very anxious. They're very scared. They're very um, upset about a whole lot of things. And they want to express themselves, but there's no legitimate place to do that, right? Where do you go and share your story and 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 share your voice and express yourself and your opinions where you can be supported and in in a safe place and so that's what the inspiration was and so this is not so much for the person that wants to be the next tony robbins or the next oprah winfrey 
although those people are very welcome to um, to participate in our awards program. But this is for the school teacher, for the stay-at-home mom, for the executive that has been working for years, building their careers and overcoming obstacles and challenges and facing discrimination. It's for the woman that has um, fought her way through uh, domestic violence or sexual abuse or sex trafficking. Um, you know, all of these stories, it's how you and I, Natalie, connect to each other, right? Once, you know, we live in a society that is just so built on competition, right? In order for me to feel successful, I have to feel that I'm doing better than Natalie, mm -hmm. right? And the day that Natalie, I see driving a brand new car, my car two years old, now all of a sudden, I feel like my life sucks, right? Because I'm not doing so well. And society does that to us. And I think that if we can just eliminate that competitive aspect and apply more of a collaborative aspect, and the way to the gateway to do that is through our stories. Because when I hear what Natalie has gone through, what challenges you've experienced, how you've overcome them, the beautiful lessons that you've learned and how you can use those lessons to help somebody else. Now we have a point of connection and I could admire you and respect you, right? Um, and we're not in competition, right? Mm -hmm. And now I want to support you and I want to encourage you and I want to help you drive and, and, and fulfill your own mission. And so that's what I think that stories do. And uh, we need to hear more stories, more positive stories in the world. And understand also, Natalie, that it's not about being positive all the time, right? Because mm -hmm. life is not positive all the time. Bad things do happen. But <clears throat> it's those bad things that create, um, that help shape us, yeah. that help us yeah. come to terms with our identity, who we really are, and who we really want to be. I think storytelling is very important and sharing what you've overcome to be the person that you are today and having the confidence to do so. Obviously, this podcast is called Confidence Mastery. What would you say to people that are struggling to share their story for a fear of judgment or a lack of confidence? I would say you're not alone, number one. And I can say it's totally understandable because here's the thing we're not taught to share our stories. Mm. We never are. Remember when we were little kids, Natalie, what were we told? Shut up and be quiet. Let the adults talk. Um, uh, just sit there and look pretty, right? You don't want to hear your opinion, right? Children are to be heard and not seen. Um, I, I was on an interview yesterday where the uh, the host uh, expressed to me that it, she grew up in a Latino Hispanic family, just like I did. And, uh, but she being a girl, she was told that you look much prettier when you don't open your mouth. Wow. Right. As a little girl. And so we grow up with these notions that no one wants to hear what I have to say, that my opinion is not important. And so we move into our adult world and all of a sudden we go out on a date and we're sitting across the table with a glass of wine or coffee or something from our date. And they say, okay, so tell me about you. And what do we go? Um, well, I have three brothers and my parents are both very hardworking. And I came to this country when I was seven years, right? We don't know how to share our stories. Mm -hmm. And then we go out and try and get a job. And how many times have you seen people... You know, they you're you're being interviewed and the interviewer says, well, uh, Steve, I have your resume right here. Very impressive resume, Steve. So tell me something about yourself that's not in your resume. And what does Steve do? Steve says, well, I graduated from this school. I, uh, I you know, graduated with honors. I, I, I did a master's degree here and then I started working there and I finished working there and I got a new job there and I had so much fun and now I'm here and I want to learn and grow. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, that, it, it doesn't excite anybody, right? And that's not yeah. what the interviewer wanted. The interviewer wants to know your story, but because we're not taught to share our stories, so many people are like, oh, what do I say? You know, where do I start? Um, so 
as part of the Voices of Impact Awards, recognizing that we have a team of mentors that for anybody that enters the awards program, you get free guidance and mentorship and how to write, how to share your story, how to present yourself all for free. And so whether you succeed in the awards program or not, you can still use those skills to go back on your dates with your spouse, with your children, Mm -hmm. uh, to get a new job, you know, to use these skills at work. And um, I wrote a book uh, called How to Share Your Story that we give away in the uh, Impact Awards too. In fact, we'll give it away to your audience too, Natalie, anybody that contacts you and that wants a copy of this book, I'll give you the link and then you can share it with them. Um, that'll teach them how to identify what is my story? Am I a real superhero? And the the reality is Mm. that we are, we're all superheroes. We just need to find that, you know, where in my life are those heroic moments and, and how to share it. And so it's, it's completely, uh, important. And if you're in business, oh my gosh, sharing your story is how someone's going to choose you over someone else that does the same thing, but has a better price. Over someone else that has a bigger company, over someone else that has more experience. It's your story that's going to captivate your audience. And it's it's a part of who you are. And being able to have the confidence to go, this is who I am, this is my story, this is what's happened, and this is what has led me to where I am today. As you rightly say, it's going to be the thing that makes people and you know people stand out from from others. And we're all human beings and as you say we all have a story and people are going to relate to you as an individual as a human with a story so you need to be able to share that with confidence to say you know this is who I am this is my story and this is how I can then help you so how do you how how would you say people like tap into like so for me for example I've got many different stories <laughs> there's not always what well, there is one I can I, I share and one I can pull out the bag and there's like a a few others that led to different parts of my life. What what advice would you give to people for finding that first story to share with people? Uh first of all, I'm glad Natalie that you have a lot of stories. We should all have a lot of stories, right? And because why? We live in a very diverse community. We live in a very diverse world. And not everybody's going to relate to your story about, um, you know, perhaps uh, the way you grew up and how you were raised and those kinds of things, because they might not care about that, right? But maybe they relate to your story about going into corporate America and being discriminated against because you're a beautiful woman and people trying to take advantage of you. For you, for your looks, as opposed to respecting you and hiring you for your skills. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a completely different story. So, the fact that you have a lot of stories is really, really good. The driver of how we use our stories to connect with other people really depends on the audience. For example, my wife, she gets, uh, she used to get frustrated because we would go to networking events together. And she would meet somebody and then she'd call me over and she said, I'd like you to introduce to meet my husband. He's this, he's that, he's the other. And she didn't know quite how to introduce me because I've been, like I said, a lawyer, singer, songwriter, law enforcement officer, international speaker, author, all of these things. And so she didn't know how. And so the key is to ask, who is my audience? Who am I speaking to? Whether I'm speaking to a one-on-one conversation or I'm speaking to a small group or a large group, who is my audience? What are they interested in? What do they care about? And so when I go to a networking event, the first thing that I do when I speak to someone is learn about them. Mm -hmm. If I'm speaking to a realtor, I'm not going to talk about photography business, right? (laughs) If I'm speaking to a, a, a woman entrepreneur, I'm not going to talk about my law enforcement background, right? It's, it's, it, there's no connection. There's, there's, yeah. it's, it's not related. So I'm going to find something in my history, something in my past where I can relate to you, Natalie, as a podcaster, you as an author, you as a speaker, you as a, a trainer and coach and all of the other beautiful things that you do, right? It's, tap into those. Um, so if I'm speaking to a realtor, I can speak to him perhaps about ethics and law and contracts, 
right? Talk to them about that and create engagement that way. If I'm speaking to an author, I can speak to them too, because I'm an author. And so we have something in common. So we all have those things, right? It could be the country that you were born in. It could be how many kids you have. It could be the sports activities that you like to engage in. It could be where you like to spend your summer vacation, or even if you prefer pizza over fish and chips, right? (laughs) It, it It could be something as simple as that. That creates the connection. And then we have uh, stories about those, right? Experiences about our favorite restaurant or the time that we were eating, you know, that pizza. And we burned the roof of our mouth and, you know, everybody started laughing and, you know, it was ruined our evening. All those kinds of things are funny stories. And there are so many, aren't there? Like day to day and the things that you do. And If you think about the way we might decompress at the end of the day and talk to our friends or our partners or our family, we're sharing a story of what happened during the day. So why not share other parts of our lives that have happened? I found this quite, well, very impactful when I realized that by doing this, it humanizes me and allows people an insight into like the personal bit of Natalie and then that helps them to relate and go, because oh, a lot of people are like, oh, it's all right for you. You've done this, this, and this. But when they understand that, you know, I was bullied in school for being smart and for having acne and for all of like these other things, that they can understand some other things and other things on why I'm the way I am. Was there a moment for you that made you realize that it's so important to share the story or a story? There wasn't, and and it has to do with wanting to fit in and wanting to uh, become part of a a, a community, right? Um, Whenever you, when I was growing up and wanting to, you know, changing schools, for example, we moved several times when I was in high school. And so when I wanted to fit in with the group, I was involved in music and theater and drama uh, in school. And so I needed to break that ice, if you will. And the way to do it was to share a story, you know, about how music has impacted my life and those kinds of things and how important it was to me uh, as a child and how I used music and singing and performing to make friends and create connections. And so using that as a background, I was able then to go into the new school, into the new drama club where, you know, Oftentimes, especially in school, in middle school and in high school, those clubs are very closed, right? They, you know, people are like, who are you? Who's the new kid? And so for you to break in, stories are the best way to do it. Um, in law enforcement, when I was in law enforcement, uh, it's also a very closed community. And so when you're the new kid on the block, there's no trust there. They don't trust you. They don't know if, you know, you were hired to spy on them or, you know, to do those kinds of things. And so you just break in and start telling stories about uh, my military career and my military experiences, because a lot of law enforcement officers, law enforcement personnel, they also have military backgrounds. And so you start doing that. As a lawyer, it's also a very close circle, like who's this new lawyer? Does he know anything? And so you start telling stories about my law enforcement career, my Marine Corps career and all these things. And all of a sudden it just breaks the ice, right? And so um, uh, the stories are just so, so, and and not we're not talking about making up stories, right? Because a lot of people, Natalie, confuse this. They go, oh, I'm going to make up a story about uh, yeah, I went to Harvard University and, uh, you know, I graduated summa cum laude and, you know, th- no, don't do that. Like, uh, I, there's a, well, I'm not even going to mention it because there's a congressman here in the United States, you may have heard about that has made up all kinds of stories about his background just so that he could get elected. Right. But that will always come, always come back to bite you because, if your story, if your life, if your connection to somebody else is built on lies, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna turn out well. So it's, it's gotta be, well. you know, your experiences, right? And and a lot of people, Natalie, I'm sure that you know, um, doing your retreats. And by the way, I wanted to talk to you about Mallorca because it's been one of my favorite bucket list places for a long, long time. Amazing. 
I know that you've had the opportunity to meet a lot of people and they think that their experiences are not important, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, we look at the Kardashians or I don't know who's popular there in, in, in your country in terms of the celebrities or the influencers, but here, do you know who the Kardashians are? Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, you probably don't follow them. Like, I don't, but they're all over the news all the time. Every time they change their underwear, you know, they're, they're, they have their pictures all over Instagram, but it's plastered all over the news. You know, you, the person listening to this show, man or woman, boy or girl, you're so much more valuable and so much more interesting and so much more it, it, and just as valuable as the people that you see in the media who are in bikinis and, you know, those kinds of things, you've got a fascinating life. You've gone through some fascinating experiences. The hike that you took last week is more fascinating than, you know, watching these people change their clothes. Um, and, and so I would don't... actually attest that to be true. I did a three hour yeah. hike on Sunday and it was probably the best hike I've ever been on. Exactly. And and let's talk about that experience, right? Your hike, you're your out there in beautiful nature. Tell me about that, right? What did you see? What did you experience? What did you feel? And so another part of the storytelling uh, experience, Natalie, is learning to ask the right questions mm-hmm. of someone. In other words, if if maybe maybe you're experienced at sharing your story and the other person is not so you can help them and you can have a very very quality conversation if you know the kind of questions to ask right so if i'm meeting you for the first time and i say natalie you know how's your week been and you say oh it's been fantastic steve because i just went on a three-hour beautiful hike yesterday i'm so relaxed really where'd you go hiking Okay, question number one, what's it like out there? What are the mountains like out there? Did you hike on the beach or in the mountains or was it in the city? Um, What did you see, Natalie? You know, how did it feel? Was it cold? Was it warm? You know, were you by yourself? Were you with friends? Uh, Are you, did you take any photographs? You know, all of these kinds of questions that get into and help Natalie share the story about her experience out there in hiking. Now, all of a sudden, Natalie feels, wow, it was just a little hike, but look at the conversation I'm able to develop around this. It allows an insight into so much more, doesn't it? Having that connection with somebody and allowing them to express themselves and to feel important. I think there's a, a massive lack of people feeling like they matter in the world. And I think this is where your Voices of Impact Award comes into play and helps people to to feel confident and to feel like they're an important part of the world that we live in because if we're not asking the right questions or even asking any questions you know people say oh yeah great you you went on a hike well done but if somebody says and asks me those questions and asks me more about it that does make me feel more accomplished it makes me feel a little bit more worthy not that I do that for other people I do it for myself but of course. it's then allowing you to have that better connection with other people. So it then gives it those these conversations are important. This is what I'm trying to say. This is important so that people feel important. Exactly. And it and it's it gives it gives some um, it gives uh value to our experiences, right? Something as simple as having a cup of coffee with a friend, you know going out to dinner or especially being on dates, right? There's a lot of single people uh, these days. I know that uh, in in your beautiful country, there are as there are here in the United States. And one of the difficulties that people have is, you know, finding that connection. And you hear this all the time and say, oh, there really wasn't a connection. Well, was there not a connection simply because you didn't have something um you know, that you guys could talk about and and to see eye to eye on and to find common ground. And in order to do that, you have to ask the right questions. And I've taught for many years that the quality of your life depends on the quality of your questions. So many people, Natalie, are looking for answers. Oh, why did this happen to me? Um, you know, why am I such a failure? Why, why, why do I always uh, end up, you know, selecting the bad guys or or the bad girls or, you know, the the guys who just want to get in bed with me or the girls who just want my money or whatever the case may be. 
you're asking the wrong questions. Yes, those are questions, but you're looking for answers and you should be looking for what is the right question. And the right question um, should start with, who am I? Right? Identify that for yourself versus who am I really? Because that will give you the framework of what you do. It'll mm -hmm. give you a framework for how you live your life, right? Who am I? If I'm, you know, structured, if I'm confident, if I'm uh, creative, then I'm going to want to experience more of those things. But if I don't know who I am, I'm not going to know what I want. And if I don't know what I want, then somebody will say, hey, Natalie, um, you should go out with Bob. And you know, oh, okay, I'll go out with Bob. And then you don't have a good time and you come home and you tell your best friend, yeah, I didn't have a good time. It happened again, right? Because we don't know what we want. Mm -hmm. Now, if I know what I want and somebody says, Steve, you should go out with so-and-so, Mary. And tell me about Mary. Oh, Mary loves to do this and that, and she uh, smokes, but not all the time. And she's a heavy drinker, and you know she loves to party. And I get to say, well, you know what? It's really not my scene. Yeah. Right. Clarity. It's not what I want. So now I don't have to go and put myself in that situation where I'm going to be uncomfortable or make the other person feel uncomfortable. And so we can eliminate a lot of bad dates if we just simply identify for ourselves. Who am I and what do I want? And those are two questions that people don't spend enough time asking, much less thinking about. That's a very, 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 very good point. Because a lot of people, like a lot of people, they they either won't accept who they are or they won't explore. And what I'm taking from what you're saying is be curious, like asking questions, be curious about other people, about yourself and figuring out that why and that you know who you are is such an Im important thing to know because unless you know that how are you going to be able to fully connect with other people mm -hmm. and a mm -hmm. lot of like what i'm hearing from you and you know sharing your story is about properly not just connecting with yourself but connecting with others and those shared experiences and being relatable on a scale that may not be there if you don't have the confidence to say, I know who I am and I'm, I'm willing to share that with you. Exactly. And, and you summarized it so beautifully. And here's the reason why what you just said, Natalie, is so critically important is because a, a lot of people don't recognize this, that everything, everything we want in life comes from other people. Everything we want in life comes from other people. If you want companionship, another person. If you want a job, another person. If you want a raise at work, if you want a promotion, another person. If you want to go out on a date, if you want to get married, if you want to have children, another person, right? So all of the things that we're looking for that make us successful or to build our career or to build a family or just to feel fulfilled about ourselves, we want a boat, you want a brand new car, comes from another person, you need to be able to relate to the salesperson and let that salesperson know what you want, what you're looking for, so that you don't get taken advantage of and those kinds of things. So everything. So the connection to another human being, I think, is the most essential, the most essential aspect of our lives, right? Because unless you want to live alone on the top of a mountain for the entire time that you're here on this earth, you need other people. You're going to need to connect and relate to other people. And the way to get what you want from someone else, not to take advantage of them, but if I want money, if I want love, if I want sex, if I want, you know, a car, if I want a job, if I want a speaking engagement, um, if I want to, you know, participate in your retreats, whatever the case may be, I need to be able to connect and mm -hmm. let you know, hey, I'm a real human being and this is what I need. What do you need? And is there a way that we can find uh, a connection, right? A way, a way to, to build that bridge together. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why it's critically important. My mind's going. <laughs> um, 100 miles an hour. <laughs> I mean, it often does. And this is why I love having conversations, because it sets me off 
and it, it makes me think about so many things and like how I can help other people and, and you know connect better to myself as well and um, anyone listening to the podcast the retreat has gone but for you stay of my retreats in like two days and and a lot of what we'll be working on is that connection to yourself helping to tell your story and and communicating with other people so from that regard what questions we're talking about asking good questions what questions would you advise people to ask themselves when it comes to them trying to understand who they are so who Uh, am i what questions do i need to ask myself the very first and most important question that anybody and everybody should ask not just once but daily ask is really who am i Mm. who am i um Because once you answer that question, it may take you a long time to find the answer, but here's the beauty of it. You can change that answer anytime you want. And this, I want to go back to a point you made earlier, Natalie, about uh, identifying with our stories. In other words, our stories becoming um, our identity and a part of who we are and showing the world who we are through our stories. I want to make sure that the audience knows that you are not your story. Mm-hmm. You have a story. You played a part in your story, but you are not your story. In other words, you want to learn to be, put yourself in a position where you are the writer, the director, and the producer of your story, just like in your favorite film. So if your life is going along, something happens that you don't like. You can yell, cut, just like they do in the movies, and then rewrite that scene. And you just say, this is not how I want this story to go. Mm. I'm going to rewrite it. So if I don't want to be abused anymore, I'm going to rewrite that. I'm going to, okay, that happened in the past. Yes, I was the victim of that, but I'm no longer the victim. I'm now the writer of my story. So I'm going to write what my life looks like here in the future, what my relationship or my intimate relationship, what my relationship with my parents or my siblings or my kids or with my coworkers or whatever, my, or with your health, right? Beyond relationships, your own health, your mental health, physical health, um, spiritual health, all of these things rewrite what you want it to look like. Now that you have it rewritten, and it may take you some time to do that, what I recommend is you go away for a weekend all by yourself, like you did, Natalie, Go into the go hiking, right? In the mountains and just sit on a beautiful rock and look over the world and think about this, right? What do I want my story to look like? And write it down, journal or otherwise. And now you want to direct, right? And directing means that all of the people that are part of your story, your spouse, your intimate partner, your coworkers, your dogs, your cats, your kids, right? You direct them not in a mean aggressive way saying you do this natalie come here now right (laughs) not in that kind of controlling kind of way but by your own behavior by your own um self-respect and self-love right you direct how you want the other people in your life to treat you Mm -hmm. and if they're not acting right it's up to you to let them know And there's ways to do that. And we're not going to get into that now because it's another show completely. Uh (laughs) Once you learn to become the director, Natalie, then I suggest your audience, they become the producer. And this is probably the most important role because the producer of a film, of a television show, of a music uh, concert, theater, whatever it is, the producer is the one that gets to select, select, hand select the participants in the story. Oh, here's where it gets interesting. So, Natalie, I want you in my life to play this role. And so I can either ask you, I can either suggest it to you, I can build a relationship with you, right? Let's say that I want you to be my coach, right? Simply because you're in business of being a coach, I can just ask you and chances are we have a conversation and say, yes, Steve, I'll be your coach. Yay. That's part of being a producer. Choosing who you go on on a date with, choosing who you're going to be married to. Um, you don't necessarily get to choose your kids, right? They choose you. <laughs> they choose you. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> right? <clears throat> right? They choose you. Um, so, 
by becoming the writer, director, and producer, man, you can just create such magical life. And and I learned to experience that. And so my primary talk uh, when I do give talks on stages, et cetera, is you are not your story. Mm. And I and I show people how I became, you know, how I was a victim of a, an abusive childhood, grew up very abused mentally and physically. I wanted to commit suicide when I was 17. So I ran away from home, joined the United States Marine Corps. And it was there during that boot camp training that I found out that everything that my parents had led me to believe about myself, that I was worthless and had no value and no skills, that it was all a lie. Yeah. Right. And then moving into life when someone says, oh, you'll never be a lawyer. Well, I I I rewrote that story when someone says, oh, you'll never, you know, have success as a singer songwriter. I, I rewrote that story. And so, yes, there's been many failures. In other words, things that didn't work out the way that I wanted them to. But for the most part, I've had a magical life and I continue building a magical life. But it's not without its challenges. I'm not saying that I'm some Cinderella boy that, you know, (laughs) every day is, you know, roses and, you know, just butterflies and all those things flying around. No, there are some difficult times, but that's where you can get creative and figure things out, but only if you're the writer, director, and producer. But if you're just the victim and you say, I'm just such a victim, bad things always happen to me, I'm always being abused, I'm always attracting the wrong girl, the wrong guy, the wrong job, the wrong whatever, I'm being assaulted and bullied in school all the time. Um, Yeah, it's probably happening to you, but who's in charge here is another good question to ask, is who am I? Who's in charge here? Mm -hmm. Right, Natalie, if I don't like where you put this pen, right? I could say, who put that pen there? Why is that pen there? Why is it in my way? You know, it bothers me. I don't like it. It's, 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 it's uh, annoying and whatever reason, right? So I can just sit there and complain about it all day long. Who put that pen there? Or I could complain to someone and say, Natalie, did you see what somebody did? Man, somebody should go out and do something about that, right? Somebody should do something about that person, about that 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 politician, that situation, right? We can just complain about it, not do nothing. Or we can say, I'm in charge here. This is my life. This is in my way. I'm just going to move it out of my way. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's magic in that. So who am I? Who's in charge? And then the third question I alluded to earlier is, what do I want? What do I really want from our relationship, from my career from dinner, right? If I go out to dinner, what do I want for dinner? If I want to read a book, right? What kind of book do I want to read? If I want to watch a television show, what kind of TV show do I want? Not just mindlessly, you know, changing channels and, okay, this looks good. No. Ask yourself, what do I really want? With intention. With intention. And beyond intention is having that clarity because uh, do you have, have you, Natalie, you being a woman, I'm going to guess the answer is yes, but I have to ask anyway. Have you ever lived in a, in a home or an apartment where your closet was too small? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You're probably experiencing it now. I, was, I need a bigger closet. I was genuinely thinking this two days ago and I'm in this beautiful apartment and it's, it's got so much space that I can do 6,000 steps by not leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> and beautiful. I put my clothes away doing a wash another day. And I'm just thinking, I haven't got enough space in here. And I thought to myself, I didn't even think I had that many clothes. But then have I not allowed there to be enough space in that place for the clothes that I have? Right. right. Which is where my brain went. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. But here's why I asked that question, not to intrude and and find out, you know, (laughs) whether your closets are big enough or not. But the only way to know that you want a bigger closet is how? To fill it. To have a small closet. Have a small, okay. Right? When you experience a small closet that gives you clarity and say, you know what? This closet isn't big enough for me. I need, I want, I'm going to work towards a bigger home or bigger apartment so that I could have a larger closet, right? Mm -hmm. That's part of gaining clarity. So if you know what you want from life, I want this kind of life. I want to be with this kind of person. I want this kind of money. I want this kind of career. I want to live in this kind of neighborhood. The only way you know 
that you want those things is to not have those things. So if you're in a bad relationship, it's up to you to say, I want a good relationship. I know what a bad relationship looks like. And so a good one must be the opposite, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're being disrespected, if you're being discriminated against, if you're being controlled, if you're being abused in your relationship, it's up to you to say, I don't like this. It doesn't make me feel good. And mm-hmm. so I want out, right? Rewrite. And then this is what I want. I want a relationship where someone's going to make me feel loved and supported and encouraged. I'm going to uh, allow me to pursue my dreams, to you know, allow me to have friends, to allow me to go and not allow you in the sense of permission, right? Like, Natalie, I give you permission to go out and have friends. No, 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 because that's controlling, right? Um, one of the beautiful keys that my wife and I found is, is to let go of need in a relationship. And this is very hard for people, right? Because we say, oh, I need you, right? Oh, you, yeah. you, you feel me. You, you, you feel the missing you know, pieces of my heart. And uh, I need you so much. You know, those are romantic thoughts. And, and they look good on movies and television. And, and they make for great books. But the reality is that if you need someone so badly that you're so dependent on them, there's going to come a time when that person forgets your birthday, forgets your anniversary, doesn't want to say, I love you, doesn't, you know, or doesn't feel like it. They have a headache or they're sick or they're too busy or something. And then you're going to feel unloved because Mm -hmm. they forgot my birthday. Right. Or they forgot to do this or they didn't say this or they didn't see how beautiful I am or they didn't notice my new shirt or my new jacket. Um, They didn't say how wonderful I am. All of those desires, those human desires are needy. Right. Uh, we're, We're needing someone else to give us our value. And we need to switch that around. We need to recognize that we have the value, that I love myself. I'm valuable regardless of who I'm with or what I'm doing. So I don't need my wife to tell me how gorgeous I am or how smart I am or how intelligent I am. Now, it's wonderful when she does it and she does it all the time, right? But it's not from a place of me needing it. Do you understand? Yes. And so when couples can get to that place, man, you're going to have magic in your relationship because I don't, yeah, Give me gifts, give me, you know, whatever. Shower me with my love language. We all have a love language, yeah. right? And 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 it's fascinating, but when you do it from a standpoint of not needing, you're gonna see the other partner just flourish you and just lavish you with love, attention, respect, admiration when you don't need it. I'm sure celebrities in the in the UK um feel the same way. When you're a celebrity. You can walk into restaurants, into boutiques, into everything, and they give you everything. Oh, no, 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 sir. This is on the house, right? I've experienced that so many times. Um, But when you don't have that recognition and celebrity, no one gives you anything. And so you need it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the, the celebrities and the people are always asking, why, why are people giving me this? I can afford to pay for it. Um, it's because you don't need it. Right. And and love and relationships and everything that you want, money is the same way. If you don't need it and you just let go and you when you love yourself, you know, like Natalie, I imagine that you I I'm I'm sorry, I'm gonna pry now. Are you married? Are you in a relationship? No. 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 <laughs> when you when you love yourself and you're super happy all the time and doing whatever it is that you're doing, I'm going on a hike today. And I'm going by myself and this just feels so good and it's so joyful for me and I get so much. I get to breathe the fresh air and see all the beautiful, bountiful nature around me. When you come back and you share that story with someone, people are going to be attracted to that. And they're going to go, wow, I want to experience the magic that she has in her life, right? But when you're needing to get that magic from someone else, they're going to disappoint you and you're going to be disappointed. And, and people are going to think. Yeah, oh. that's definitely the experience that I've had. Um, yeah. I'm very open and very openly, happily single for a very many years. Um, and a lot of that comes from a place of I'm not I don't need to rely on somebody else to go and do something. 
So when I moved to Mallorca, that was 2011. The year before, so 2010, I was supposed to go traveling with some friends and the three of them backed out. So I didn't go. So I was left disappointed and stuck in London miserable. So another year down the line, I'm thinking, if I don't go and do this for myself, I'm I'm not, I'm never going to, to go. So I was just like, right, sod it, I'm off. I quit my job, got on a plane and and went and came came to Mallorca. I did my Galoo for four years and I've had a wonderful experiences. I've had some shitty experiences as we all do. But I've realized, especially in the past few years, like I'm really well connected with myself, being able to go, I mean, moving to a different country by yourself is a massive thing anyway and I didn't realize at the time just how courageous or brave that was because like quite a few people <laughs> said you're so yeah. brave and I'm like what do you mean I just yeah. got on a plane yeah um, but then when it comes to like doing these things and like not waiting around for other people to give me permission or to allow me to go and experience something that's given me a whole other level of life and confidence and experience that when I do share that with people and I go and have the conversations, oh, I did this amazing thing. And then I you did that by yourself. I'm like, yeah. And then that's that that piques their interest and their brain kind of goes, ah. So then you start to have more impactful conversations and then experiences with other people because I've allowed myself to be who I am and go and do these things by myself, tell other people about them, and then they want to go and do things. So there's that kind of like knock-on effect of, I don't want to use the word inspiration, but there is a, an element of that because some people, they they think, oh, I can't do it because other people won't come with me. Right. No, it is inspiring, and and you're right. And I'm so proud of you for for having done that. And it is, it is um you know, in this day and age for a single woman to travel like you have and to establish yourself and, and to create your new identity in a brand new country where I imagine that you didn't know anybody in Mallorca before you got there, right? You had to build and build trust and credibility and, and connection with new people. Um, it's not easy to do, but the fact that you did it now, it puts you in a position to guide others men or women or couples or whoever wants to do the same thing, right? So you have this beautiful, uh, this beautiful just vessel of, of wisdom and experience that you get to share with people. And, and you light up when you, uh, you talk about your travels and look at that gorgeous smile you have. And so when people see that in you, and not just you, Natalie, but your listeners, yeah. when they see you out there living life, enjoying life, experiencing life, in the way that you want to do it, you're going to attract people. You're going to, it's just a matter of time before the person, the man or woman that loves that kind of lifestyle, loves that kind of energy, loves that kind of experience, wants to join you in it, right? And there's nothing better than having a partner to join you in things, not to fulfill you. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it makes life yeah. great and it makes life much better, but not, again, not because you need it and you're going to die without that person. Right? Yeah. And that's something I've been a lot more open to more recently is that I do all of this for myself and I enjoy it. But maybe now I'm open to the idea of having that extra bit of sharing and extra bit of conversation and seeing what happens. And it's, it's an interesting space to be in, a very, very interesting space to be in. Like I, I feel like I've gone through a lot of iterations of who I am and I think this is partly why I was quite drawn to you because you've done so many different things like I've done so many different things and I've been so many different people so you've like reinvented yourself along the way how does that feel for you to be able to go from one thing to another and like some vastly different things like law enforcement and military to singer songwriter like they're so vastly different what gave you the courage to go, I'm going to go and do this thing now? It was, um, I, don't, I don't know that it was courage so much because I, I didn't think, oh my gosh, you know, I, in other words, I didn't plan these things out to such a degree to say, I'm afraid to do this and I need courage. Like, for example, if I'm jumping off a cliff with a parachute off my back, that takes courage. 
right? Because the risk is, oh, it's a long way down and I could die, right? Yeah. So yeah. it takes courage for me to do that. But for me to change careers and to move from one place to another and those kinds of things, I didn't see those so much as taking courage as it did taking a risk, right? Which are a little, little bit different because facing the unknown, right? I didn't know what was on the other side of that decision. Yeah. And the only way to see what's on the other side is to experience it. I could always go back. Like when I went from military to law enforcement, I got out of the military. There was a period of time that I could have gone back into the military. And a lot of people do. A lot of military personnel there, they spend so much time in there and they get used to the structure. They get used to you know, having a secure paycheck, having a place to sleep, um, having meals, having clothes to wear and your uniforms and those kinds of things. So you're essentially taken care of in the military. You don't have to think about much other than what your assignment is and you do that to the best of your ability. But a lot of people trying to transition from the military to civilian life were freaked out and they ended up coming back into the military. So I had that as a backup. I could have done that. From the military, from law enforcement to becoming a lawyer, um, again, I could have gone back into law enforcement if law didn't work out for me. And now that I'm an international speaker and author, I tell people I can always go back to being a lawyer. And it's like, whoa, look at the fallback career. Um, so I did these. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so it's. I love having these experiences. And I've just always... As I tell my wife, if I'm not having fun doing something, and law enforcement can be fun, it's very tedious and stressful, but once I was no longer having fun and it wasn't joyful for me, I said, it's time to move on. And this is where a lot of people get stuck, whether it's in a relationship or whether in a job. If you're in business by yourself and it's not going well, you're not having a good time, you've got to have a good time doing what you're doing or being who you're with. And once it's no longer fun, it's no longer fulfilling for you, it's no longer joyful, that's mm -hmm. a sign from the universe that your time here has been served and it's time for you to move on to the next step of your life. And so many people just say, I'm stuck here, right? I, I've been doing this for 20 years. Now I look back and it's been 30 years. Now I look back and it's 40 years in a job that I never liked. And I had opportunities along the way, but I chose not to because this was secure. I had health benefits. I had a steady paycheck. It was a relatively secure job. I knew what I was expected of me. And I think that that sense of regret is probably the worst for me anyway. Yeah. Right. But, but we all get to choose whether to accept the adventure. And I love adventure. Right. Um, or to accept the status quo, but it's all a choice. It really is. So why do you choose to do what you do now? Um, because I'm on a mission to uh, elevate uh, as many other humans as I can so that we can all serve at a higher level. I believe, Natalie, personal, my personal belief, spiritual belief, that we are all here for one purpose and one purpose only, and you're filling that purpose as well, is to serve one another. I think that bottom line, if you look at everything we do, everybody in history, everybody in modern day, what they're doing is all designed to serve one another, is our purpose. Now, you might think, no, my purpose is to be a doctor. My purpose is to be a lawyer. My purpose is to be the prime minister of you know whatever country or to be a minister or to be a, a cheerleading coach or to be a, an athlete or to be a janitor or to be a cook or a chef. That's not your purpose. It's what you do to fulfill your purpose. Mm -hmm. But you can't be a chef without serving those plates to other people, right? So you're serving your customers as a restaurant owner. You can't be a minister without serving your congregation. You can't be a politician or the president or the prime minister without serving, or the queen in your case, right? Royalty. Wow. Um, <laughs> right? You can't be the royals, part of the royals, without serving your subjects, your community, your society. You can't be a coach and a host of uh, retreats without serving 
the people that come and stay in your facility, right? You can't be a coach without serving. You can't be a lot. So everything we do requires or involves serving others, right? So um, that's why I do what I do. I want to give people that opportunity that we can all rise up and serve our communities, our homes, our churches, our our schools, our our, our workplaces um, at a much higher level. And I think we can all do that if we share more of our stories and build greater connections to one another. I love that so much. Um, I realized quite a few years ago that all of the jobs that I'd had were all about serving others from running the bar, which was not just about serving drinks, about creating that customer experience so people come right. back right. to the PTing and the gym. It was about making people feel good, like getting them to feel great and come back. And the retreats and the mastermind, like the podcast, get people to come back and listen and, and take exactly. action. And the more we, I think, the more we can share and and demonstrate that we as a person are capable helps other people to understand that they are capable to do whatever it is that they want to do as well. The more we give to the world, the more we eventually like get back in return. That's what it's all about. That's it. A hundred percent. There's the magic right there. You give out what you want most. If you want love, you give love. If you want money, you give money. If you want more time and freedom, you give others more time and freedom. Right. And you will end up getting more of what you give. And that's kind of what makes the world go round, you know, just, yeah. I think there needs to be more love and positivity in the world. There's so much going on that's absolutely horrendous, completely horrific stuff. Yeah. When we focus on that, like my Instagram feed, if I scroll reels, all I see is stuff that makes me so angry inside of like what's happening to society. But then that drives me to go, okay, well, how can I help people to be more confident, to be better, to share their story and to have the confidence to go, okay, this is who I am. I'm going to help you. You're going to help me. We're going to help make the world a better place. Exactly. And I like that. You, I like that you said that, Natalie, because there are a lot of things out there that make us angry and make us upset about why did they do this? You know, who do they think they are? Um, and, 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 you just start asking bigger questions, you know, like, why does God allow this and and those kinds of things? And I believe that there's another way that we can look at those rather than just getting upset, right? And much like you do, you, you put your mind to, okay, how can I serve better? How can I help solve this problem? And that's why I believe that that's why those problems exist. That's why bad things happen, is to let you know so that you can ask yourself, who am I? Right. If you see a child being abused in the street, ask yourself, who am I? Am I the type of person that is going to just watch and move on, continue with my life? Am I the type of person that is going to intervene? Am I the person that is going to call the authorities and report that abuse? You know, who am I? And the only way that you can answer that question is if you observe something that you don't like right going on in whether it's in politics or in your workplace or you're at home or at school or in the street life gives us those opportunities to come to terms with who we really are or who we want to be right so if you want to be the person that takes action life gives you the opportunity to take action right if you want to stop human trafficking and that makes you really really upset well there's an opportunity for you to take action because if human trafficking didn't exist and that's the only thing that annoyed you and made you upset, what would you do? How would you serve, right? How would you bring more value to the world? And so, yes, those bad things, negative, horrendous things do happen, but I think it's partly to show us and to give us the opportunity to step up and become who we want to be in those scenarios. Yeah. What was the thing for you that you had to overcome to be who you are? Mm, That's a very good question. Um, As I mentioned earlier, uh, I grew up in a very abusive home. I was physically and mentally abused, and I I tried committing suicide uh, 
um, several times by the age of 17. And but I couldn't even do that right, right? Because here I am. Um, and so I had <laughs> I had to overcome this idea that uh, or the programming that I received when I was a child that I was worthless, that I was no good. Mm. Um, and uh, so once I did that, and and I did this through the help of a book. Um, when I was 17 years old, a friend from school gave me a book called The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. I didn't understand much of that book, Natalie. I was in a very bad place. I was in a very dark place. But I'm reading this book, hoping that it would help me. But I read seven words that really captivated me. And those seven words was change your thoughts and change your world. Change your thoughts and change your world. Now, I didn't know that it was possible to change your thoughts. Again, my mind wasn't developed to mm -hmm. the place where I knew, oh, yeah, change your thoughts, of course, because thoughts are things and you could just observe them and, and be aware of them, but you don't have to let them consume. No, I, I was nowhere near that. So I didn't know how to change my thoughts, but I knew I could change my world. To me, change my world means run away from home. And so I ran away from home to join the military. Mm. And it was in the military, in boot camp, in the training class, that there were three other recruits, three other people going through the training class that were primarily Spanish speaking. And they were having a lot of trouble understanding the academic portion of the training. And so me being a fluent Spanish speaker, no one suggested it. No one uh, asked me to do it. I decided that I would tutor them. I would mentor them. And at night when everybody else was going to sleep, the four of us would wake up, go into the bathroom, sit on the cold, wet tile floor, and we would go over that day's notes. And we, I would translate it from English to Spanish as best I could, and we would have a discussion. Well, 13 weeks later, at the end of the training course, I graduate number one in the class, right? Here's this good-for-nothing boy wanting 13 weeks earlier to take his life. Now he's being celebrated as the equivalent of the valedictorian of the class, number one in the class. And my three friends graduated in the top 10. And that taught me my first lesson that I did have value, that I was worth something, right? In giving back to other people. I didn't know I had that skill, but I learned it through that experience. Mm -hmm. And so Everything I've done since then has been related to that. It's been related to wanting to help others be better, do better, achieve their dreams, because I know that if I do that, then I will always get what I want in life. And I have not necessarily when I wanted it. I didn't always have the money when I thought I wanted it, but eventually it came. I didn't always have the beautiful relationship marriage that I have now, but it eventually came. Right. And I've been able to enjoy that now for 13 years with my wife. And it's just, you know, beautiful, right? The, the life I have, the, the place we get to live in Denver and the beautiful mountains and just the, you know, the experiences we, we get to have. It's, it's all as a result of recognizing that I am not my story, right? That suicidal teen was my story. Those things did happen to me. But once I realized that I'm not my story, that I could rewrite, direct, and produce mm -hmm. my story the way I wanted to, it can be magic for and you also. That is, that is magic. And that is so powerful. And that gives such a huge, more than the word insight even means into why you're doing what you're doing with, you know, the Voices of Impact Awards and how important that is to be able to share that story of yourself and getting other people to get, come out of their shells and to connect with other people is such a powerful thing to be doing that, I mean, I'm sure you are proud of yourself. I hope that you are. <laughs> Every morning I pat myself on the back saying, yay, you. <laughs> yeah, but, but absolutely it's, you should. Absolutely yeah. you should do that. Yeah, thank you for that. But it, I recognize it's it's not about me, right? I mean, I for many years I pursued, you know, a career on a, to be on an international stage, to be a singer, um, and I did that very well. And then I have spoken on stages and on numerous podcasts and radio interviews, and so I've had that opportunity to share my story. And I love the impact that it creates on other people, but I want other people to experience that too, right? 
my wife uh, laughs at me sometimes because if I get invited, Natalie, if you invite me to your house for a party, I'm going to ask you two questions. I'm going to say, what can I bring? And number two, who can I bring? Can I bring other people with me? Because that's what I love to do. If I have an opportunity to speak on a stage, I always ask, can I invite other friends that are speakers that are also looking for stages? Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's what I'm known for. I love doing that. I love that. That's so beautiful. It's it's there's so much greed and selfishness in the world that when you find people that are really genuine about sharing and helping and creating and, you know, connecting, it brings a whole new power to the world that we live in. Rather than it just being like so many people like take, take, take. When you mm. give, you receive so much more back and you don't even do it to receive. You just give because that's the kind of person that you are. I never turn up to a house empty handed either, by the way. <laughs> just, it's, it's not the done thing, is it? <laughs> no. No. Oh, Steve, thank you so much. I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I know that the listeners are going to have taken away some amazing golden nuggets and understand that they need to understand who they are and share their story where can people find you follow you interact and connect with you because we're fans of online stalking just not in-person stalking (laughs) well thank you for that and and um uh, also, thank you for this wonderful conversation and for producing this podcast. And for people that want to connect with me, the first thing I would ask you to do is contact Natalie, Natalie Bailey, and 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 thank her, number one, for producing this show, and number two, for having me on the show, um, because that's how you and I met, is through Natalie's show. So she knows how to get a hold of me, so you can ask her. And because now she's just going to be so inundated with people connecting with her. Um, You can also connect with me through the Voices of Impact Awards, and you can go and register at voiawards.com, voiawards.com, Voices of Impact Awards, and register to tell your story. And as I mentioned earlier, if you don't have experience in that, if you don't know where to start, where to begin, or how we have mentors to guide and train you for free to do that. And then if you want to work with any one of the mentors one-on-one, you can do that. And then um, I'm going to send Natalie the, uh, Natalie, I'm going to give you the link to our free book. And then you can share that with your audience and however, uh, whatever manner you desire, that'll show them how to identify the hero in their own story, how to write and how to share it. So that's, uh, that's our gift to you and your audience. Amazing. Thank you so much, Steve. Obviously, all of that's going to go in the show notes. And I love that you say that about being the hero in your own story. We we are our own superhero. And my very first photo shoot I did in 2020, it was my birthday, it was my actual birthday, 2020. And, and one of the pictures I did with a Superman t-shirt, Superwoman, <laughs> I am a woman. Um, and a lot of what I've shared over the past three to five years is about being your own superhero and understanding that you can save yourself from whatever's gone on, whatever trauma there is. We've all gone through trauma, whatever that is for us. And in finding that and the power to share your story is such an important thing to share. So um, thank you so much. I've got goosebumps (laughs) Um, from (laughs) thinking about all of the things that we've spoken about. And it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Um, so thank you once again. My gratitude is spilling out of my mouth. So. Oh, yay. I um, can feel to... it. Thank and you. And I receive it. Thank you, Natalie, so much. We'll talk soon. We will. Thank you so much. And to all the listeners, if you've enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, your family, your colleagues, your loved ones, and even the people that you don't like, because everybody needs a little bit of help every now and then. So thank you very much for listening, and we shall see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.